0: Welcome to The Cricket's Sidecar, where we go a little further into a story of note with the person who wrote it.
1: So this week, Chris McGinn, we have The Gatherer, The Beautiful World of James McLeod. What a beautiful world.
0: It is a beautiful world. It's, there's a lot going on in the hot shop at the studio of James McLeod. Um, You know, it's this, it's the first time I wrote about this in the article, but the first time I went to interview him, I arrived early and it was just this like hive of activity with these just sort of awesome young people, most of which at the time and still I think were were women, which was super cool, just, just cranking out beautiful glass in front of these furnaces and pulling glass and blowing glass. And there was really awesome, crazy music, kind of punk music playing and it was just this scene. Yeah, it's 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 a great thing. And then James arrived and, you know, showed me around.
1: I just couldn't believe the 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 imagery that I saw in my mind as I read your piece. I've never been to the studio. It's on Choate Street, the bubble factory. And it is a glass blowing studio. I mean, James McLeod, he came to town, came to Essex. Um, from the West Coast, I believe, right? And um, he does this incredible, beautiful work, whether it's custom chandelier work or whether it's um, pieces that are sold Or whether he does workshops, but it's really wild. How did you find, you know, a glass blowing
0: studio in Essex? Right, right. And and you know, this is how all things. I mean, I should I shouldn't reveal this, but I usually just like stumble into things. Like I think on a walk with a friend, she mentioned, "Have you have you heard there's a glass blowing studio in Essex?" So thank you, (laughs) the universe in Essex. So yeah, turns out you never would find it. It's off of this, as we know, this beautiful residential road, and then you kind of turn and go back and back and back. But what had happened is. James was looking for a a, a space, a, a perfect space in which to sort of springboard into his own business, and it turns out it was in Essex. And one of the most there's many remarkable things going on at the Bubble Factory, but one of the one of the coolest pieces too, besides the glass, is that he took a bunch of students and took this barn and they they gutted it, they completely mm. like they did they did drywall, they laid floors. He taught these kids how to basically build a structure and then as if that weren't enough and just the camaraderie that you can imagine they machined all of like the furnaces so they everything is custom they did all of this themselves and i think what you kind of feel when you're there is there's this this real sort of co-op feel like and everybody's ownership. invested and james is just so easy you know james comes in and he's just one of everybody Having said that, I will tell you that on top of the the usual work that comes out of the Bubble Factory, he did show me, you mentioned the chandelier, this custom chandelier that he was working on for a house in Ipswich that was breathtaking and mm. extraordinary. I just saw the sketches and I ended up actually seeing a picture of the final work. And it's he's an amazing artist, but additionally, he's just a fantastic community member and sort of sharer of this beautiful world.
1: I did meet him later. He is a really nice guy. Yeah, he's extremely nice. Really nice nice guy. Okay, we can't uh, do anything without Boone. My favorite shot was that... (laughs) (laughs) that amazing portrait of James snuggling next
0: to his, what is it, a bulldog, Boone? Yeah, Boone. Boone's just a Boone. And his (laughs) tongue was out. It was such (laughs) luck. I'm like, can you guys just hold up for a second? And Boone just crushed it with the like open mouth and the tongue. But yeah, Boone is there. Boone likes to lick spots on your jeans and just be around. And yeah, he's a very cool dog. And he's always there. And the other thing that's really cool is that um, you know James' kids. He's now. I think. I think they had another baby. Like these. These kids. They're. You know. They're. They're around. And his his wife, who's super awesome, she's coming and going. And there's. Yeah. There's. Mm. There's. It's his world and their world and. Growing and up is. in the hot shop. Growing up in the hot shop. <laughs> that's exactly right. Not I bad. will also say he's really. I find this very
1: interesting about him. He's very sharing in terms of how he. Kind of deploys his business too. I mean, he's a businessman, obviously. He did a partnership with Mariposa, which That's is right. a national sort of giftware and dishware business. It's actually out of Manchester, but it's you know you could buy a Neiman Marcus, etc. Although I shouldn't say Neiman Marcus. I'm sorry. I should choose another one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he does that. Um, I met him, and the reason I told you I I think he's nice, is I met him actually at Gladstone, which is a jewelry store in Manchester. And he did a pop-up shop within her kind of gallery slash jewelry store. And I have to say, I bought a piece from him. I bought a vase that is this kind of, uh, this design is very, very round. It almost looks like a ball with a very, very narrow neck and like a, a flat top. And I remember buying it saying, I just think this is gorgeous. It was a beautiful color and it was faceted. It was really pretty. And I thought, I'm going to buy it as a piece of sculpture. It's nice. not, to me, you know, it's not a practical vase, right? Right. Guess what? It's the most incredible vase I've ever had in my entire life. It's, both. He, it's it, it is like, it, it pinches in the flowers and makes them
0: look gorgeous.
1: So, I mean, he really knows what he's doing.
0: He does. And, and it's funny, I can't remember why I had to be there recently, but I popped, it, must, it was around the holidays, and he... Was busy making making ornaments for the bookshop of Beverly Hill mm. or of Beverly Farms. Yeah, yeah, to sell yeah. at the holidays. And so he, I think he is. I think he's very much always sort of looking to collaborate and sort of support people and get out there in the community.
1: By the way, for the record, Beverly Hills was named after Beverly <laughs> Farms, and that's actually true. Wait, are you serious? Oh, I'm very serious. Yeah. Wow. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Anyway, that's another that's another podcast. Another the last thing is, though, he now has a. I guess the Bubble Factory has a studio, a retail store on Bearskin Neck in Rockport. And that kind of rounds out the whole Cape Ann kind of cooperative quality. It's gorgeous on um, Bearskin Neck. It overlooks sort of the
0: the uh, the landing and the docks and it's called Cloud, right? It's called Cloud and, and he, it's, it's in the perfect spot. I mean, they got this great space right in the middle of everything, but they're such a welcome addition. You know, keeping that sort of artisanal, handmade, one of a kind sort of situation on Rocky, what's it called? Rocky, Rocky Neck. Neck. Rocky
1: yeah. Neck. Well, it's, it's on bearskin it's, Neck. I'm sorry, it's not Rocky Neck. I always Neck. get them confused. It's Bare Neck it's in bearskin Rockport. Neck. And it's Cloud, spelled C-L-E-O-D, I yeah. believe. Yeah. Uh, so Cloud, as in James McLeod. Yeah. That was a fantastic... Thanks for taking us along on that ride. Great I love time. your little adventures. Me too. And I can't wait till the next one. Thanks.
0: Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Sidecar. To hear more Cape Ann stories like these, Subscribe to the Sidecar Podcast from thecricket.com on your favorite podcasting platform.